is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am your host, Matt Primo, and here at Surfing the Stream, every week we drop at least two movie reviews. Uh, we do at least two different series. I, myself, I have my own little series that I do, and then Christian, who is my other co-host on our two-game podcast, he joins me for a... A separate series. We are currently about to start Kung Fu in review. I am in the middle of Mortal Kombat in review. I'm doing the Mortal Kombat series in preparation of the new Mortal Kombat movie that is releasing on HBO Max in April, on April 16th, if I'm not mistaken. Trailer looks dope. So if you're into Mortal Kombat and you haven't seen the trailer, go check that trailer out. I just finished watching Annihilation a couple nights ago, so I got to do the review on that. That'll be coming, if you're a Patreon supporter, it'll be probably on the 25th, so on Thursday. And then the free public version will come a few days after that. But I'm undecided if I'm going to do Scorpion's Revenge. It's not technically a theatrically released uh, Mortal Kombat movie, so I've we've only been sticking with theatrical releases. But who knows? I may do it, may not. But I do know that Patreon supporters have requested John Wick uh, reviews, so that will be coming uh, as soon as I finish Mortal Kombat. But there are some new movies that are coming out over the next couple months, so you're going to be seeing some new release uh, reviews, and all these reviews are going to be spoiler-free. I just dropped a Monster Hunter review uh, last week, so if you haven't heard that review, go check that out. Be, especially before you watch it, because it is a terrible movie. I legit hate that movie. But go check that movie out, that review out. It's basically 30 minutes of me ranting about that movie. It may be uh, good television, as they say, except it's podcast and not television. Yeah, wh- whatever. Uh, today, you are here for Wrong Turn 2021 version. Not the one with the Liza Dushku that we all grew up on and we all saw the original. No. Not that one. This is the reboot of the Wrong Turn series. Honestly, I had no idea there were seven of these movies, or six of these movies, and that they were rebooting it. had no clue. And now I kind of want to go back and see how terrible all those movies are. But, you know, I mean, you can never get better than the better than the original, especially with Elijah Dushku. I had the biggest crush on her in high school. I watched, I don't even remember what the name of that show was. That came on, what was it, like Fox? I don't even remember the name of that show. Oh, what was it? I don't know. If you remember the name of that show, uh, please drop a comment below on our Facebook or text me, message me, whatever, and let me know because I cannot think of it off the top of my head. But anyways, if you're new to Surfing the Stream, uh, we are supported by Patreon, patreon.com slash 2game. We have a $5 tier, $10 tier, and a $20 tier. Shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, and Sharon Petrie. We appreciate y'all supporting us each and every month. You've been able to help support us get some new equipment so we can provide you with better content. And I got to say, it's night and day better than what we used to sound like. So thank you to all of our Patreon supporters, not just the $20 tier, but the $5 tier and the $10 tier. Thank you. And if you're wanting to consider supporting us, uh, you get our content early, usually about four days in advance of the public version. You get us uncut, unrated, 
and you also get exclusive access to our group text. And we talk about all kinds of stuff through our group text. We talk about, uh, like tonight, we were talking about Nintendo Switch and which one uh, they should get, the Switch versus the Switch Lite. So it's stuff like that. We talk about movies, some of the some of the reviews that they want. Uh, Patreon supporters have access to, they have the benefit of voting and telling us what we talk about each and every week. So if you're interested in letting your voice be heard, go support us at one of those tiers. And, uh, yeah, we'll listen to what you guys say. But enough of that housekeeping, okay? Tired of talking about that crap. Let's talk about Wrong Turn. I am so excited to talk about this movie. I watched this movie, today is Wednesday the 24th. I watched this on Monday. I watched it Monday night. Saved it for, like, 8 o'clock at night. when It was dark out. I was working on the uh, sprint truck, uh, you know, the ambulance. And out in the middle of nowhere you know, where wrong turn would actually happen. So I got the atmosphere, got the feels. I'm ready to go. So this is wrong turn. This is going to be a non-spoiler review, not talking anything about the end and any kind of plot points. So you will be safe in this episode, I promise you. So we're going to start off with the plot. We're going to jump into some fun facts. Not a whole lot of fun facts, sadly. Not a whole lot. I wish there were more, but there's only like two. And then I'll jump into my general impressions of the movie. And then I will give you my final rating, star rating. And whether you should buy this, get it on sale, rent it, or skip it all together. So, Wrong Turn. I don't know if if y'all are familiar with the series as a whole. Me, personally, I didn't know. I knew there was a second one. I don't know if I've ever seen it, to be honest with you. I may have. Uh, But... Three, four, five, and six had no clue they even existed, no clue. So when they when I saw this movie was on Vudu for on demand, I was like, uh, I don't know. Do I need? Do I, I think I should check this out? This is a, a new movie. the The trailer looks great, and I was talking to one of our Patreon supporters, uh, Tyler, who's a really good friend of mine, and he was saying he heard some really good things about the movie, and I decided to check it out. You know, I'm going to review some of these new releases to see if y'all should waste your money or spend your money. I mean, money's tight these days. You need to know what you need to spend wisely on, right? So I've seen the first one a very, very long time ago, maybe in high school. So it's been 10-plus years since I've seen Wrong Turn. And like I said, Elijah Dushku was the only reason I saw that I ever saw that movie, and it was fantastic because I loved her. She had a huge crush. But I've noticed... When I was reading the the summary before I jumped into this movie, I was like, I don't know. This doesn't really sound like like Wrong Turn to me. I, wrong Turn to me is backwoods hillbilly inbreds. That's that's the impression I get when I think about Wrong Turn. And when I when I go through this plot in just a second, it's like it's kind of like that, but they're more sophisticated, I guess you could say. But anyways. Let's 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 jump into us. I've already talked too long about about the plot. Friends hiking the Appalachian Trail are confronted by the Foundation, air quotes, a community of people who have lived in the mountains for hundreds of years. So just based off that summary, it doesn't tell you a whole lot. Like I, I feel like that summary is not indicative of what you will experience in the movie. So I will say this. You do experience a community of people in the mountains. Uh, these people go hiking 
obviously the friends and and then it, it it's like a split between two movies and i say like the first half is almost like wrong turn like the originals kind of it's more closely resembling i guess and then the second half is this completely different movie in my opinion and it reminds me of midsummer and i know I've watched Midsommar back in October for our horror and review series. I did not review it, but I, I watched it for that series because we had to drop a top 10 episode at the end of the month. And Carmen Edmonds, who is one of our Patreon supporters, also watched it. And we both agreed. We didn't really care for it. My my buddy Tyler, he he absolutely loves it. He loves uh, that director. It, it didn't resonate with me. I felt like that movie was about, what, 30, 45 minutes too long, if I if I remember correctly. I felt like it could have been seriously cut down. I loved the vibe of it. I loved how that movie was shot mostly in the day. But the feel, the look and the feel of that movie is similar to how the second half of this movie goes about. And I say that it, the, most of this movie does not take place during the day. The, the portion that I'm talking about was Midsommar does not take portion during the day, whereas Midsommar did take portion during the day. I don't know if it makes sense. It makes sense in my head. I'm probably not articulating that very well. It's just like the, the atmosphere of the second half of the movie. Really, the whole movie is like that, but the second half is more so Midsommar to me. So, they go into this... They go hiking, and then the uh, the foundation obviously attacks them, and that's how you have the horror movie. And base, I'm not going to dive too much into that because it really gets into spoiler territory. And I got to keep this spoiler, spoiler free. You know what I'm saying? This movie was directed by Mike P. Nelson. He directed The, the Domestics. I want to say Carmen had mentioned for me to watch this. I'm not 100% sure. I think it's on my watch list on the Letterboxd app. But like I said, not 100% on that one. It was released January 26, 2021. It has a runtime of one hour and 49 minutes. The budget, uh, I googled it, could not find a budget for this movie. And the highest gross that I could see for this movie, $842,000. Now, obviously with the the V word, because we don't speak about the V word on this podcast, and the, uh, the pandemic, but I already said it, so yeah. Uh... That obviously affects the gross of this movie, and it's more on demand than anything. And I will talk about the price of the movie in in a little bit. But it, I would assume that move that eight hundred forty two thousand dollars does not count, uh, like on demand, like the money they made through on demand and theater at home. I would assume. Uh, but it'd be I'd be curious to know how these companies going forward are able to decide whether something's profitable or not when they don't go to theaters. This movie stars Charlotte Vega, who is, in my opinion, probably the MVP of this movie. I didn't know who she was going into this movie, and at the very beginning, I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I like her a whole lot. But like the, throughout the, especially in the very beginning. And throughout the course of the movie... She really, really grows on me, and she really grows that character uh, more, and gives it some depth. So I actually, I really enjoyed her her performance in this. She did some really good acting, and she was probably the best acting out of the out of the bunch, to be honest. Obviously, probably because she's the main character, but that's near neither here nor there. Uh, 
Matthew Modine is also in this movie. Bill Sage and Aiden Bradley. I'm assuming that's how you say his name. Matthew Modine, uh, Full Metal Jacket, and he's also in The Dark Knight Rises. He's one of the cops at the very end. He has that that uh, pull-away death scene towards the end where he's in the, the Batmobile like tank. And it wasn't that great of a death, but hey, neither here nor there. Uh, I thought he did a pretty solid job in this movie. I was not expecting him to be in this movie as much as he was, and that's all I will say about that. So the two fun facts that I got for you. This is the seventh Wrong Turn movie. Oh, yay. That's a great fun fact. I know. This is the second Wrong Turn movie to be released in theaters. I thought the second one, Wrong Turn 2, I thought that had gotten released in theaters. Apparently, I was wrong. Jumping into my general impressions of this movie, the first thing that I want to start with is, is this a Wrong Turn movie? I don't know if at the the core of this movie, if it's a wrong turn movie. Like, if you gave this movie a different name, would I think wrong turn? Absolutely not. I think they should have called this movie something different. I, I don't think this is a wrong turn reboot. I think this is just a different horror movie. And obviously, they probably gave it that name to give it some more recognition and to kind of help with sales, to be honest with you. But I feel like that kind of hurts this movie overall because now we're trying to compare it to the originals. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's just it's not a wrong turn movie to me. This is honestly, I feel like, if we're being honest, I think this movie works best if it was split into two movies. Like maybe this was a two, two-part planned uh, movie series. Like you know how sometimes they go into these, these movies and they're like, oh, we're going to do a trilogy. I think this movie would have been better serviced if they would have, because I, like I said earlier, they half of this movie is is different than the other half. I feel like if they would have just expanded a little bit on the very beginning, on the first half of the movie, it could have been its own movie. And then the second half would have been the sequel. I, I don't know if the sequel would have worked as well, because some of the issues that I have with this movie is in that second portion of this movie. I don't want to dive too much into the specifics because, like I said, it'll get into spoiler territory. Like, like the first portion of this movie is kind of... I, I won't go so far as saying it's a slasher film because it's not. But it has that that feel to it. You can definitely tell there are multiple influences from the horror genre in this movie. I got a little bit of I Know What You Did Last Summer in it. I got a little bit of Midsommar. And there's a few others. So the first half of the movie... I you you really get that I know what you did last I know what you did last summer uh, feels from it, and I won't like I said I won't go into spoilers about it. Uh, if you watch it, you you will kind of understand what I'm saying. And in fact, they even have a similar conversation that they would have in I know what you did last summer. So yeah, the first half of this movie is is more not hor- This movie isn't scary. If if that's what you're at, if you're wanting to come into this review, hey, is this movie scary? Is it gonna make me jump? No. There are no jump scares, there are no horror. It's basically just the atmosphere and the plot and the content within the movie itself. There's nothing scary about it. It's just a horror vibe throughout the entire movie. So yeah, the first half of the movie, a little bit more uh, slasher film-like, kinda. It's it's kind of hard to explain. 
And then the second half of the movie is more like culty style horror movie. And if if that's what you're into, then that's that's what you're gonna get. If you're not into the cult style horror movies, then you're not gonna like the second half of this movie. Me personally, I had issues with the second half of the movie because it just got like it felt like it didn't fit with the movie. It didn't. It it wasn't something that I necessarily wanted in a horror movie. And I will say this movie has some. I won't say like super high highs, but there are some highs in this movie. But there are also some lows in this movie. And as far as the the story and the overall plot, there are, like I said, there were there are parts of it I didn't really care for. I wasn't really interested in it because that's not what I what I wanted. But for the most part, this is a somewhat like intelligent storyline plot, and even though the characters do some stupid, questionable stuff in the course of the movie, I mean, granted that's just a horror movie in general, but I feel like like they just like they're just dumb in this movie, like more so than normal. And then normally, normally we don't really talk about this kind of stuff on this podcast because I like to leave politics and current events and stuff like that. I I don't really like to talk about any of that crap. But I think it's important to talk about this particular part part of the movie because it is a key in the very beginning. And say what you will, you if if it's something that you're not going to be into, then it it probably be a good thing that I'm mentioning it. If you're not into this kind of stuff, it kind of annoys you, then you know, you probably should skip it. But there's a bunch of progressive uh, plot points in the very beginning, specifically with the characters. And I don't feel like those plot points get explored to their to their potential. And it just it seems like it was shoehorned into this movie for no reason at all, just to but just to be there, you know? It it seems like it gets thrown in your face a lot. And I I, I don't want to go into it too much because I actually recorded a little segment uh, based off this this little particular part of the movie, and I kind of deleted it because I was like, uh, I don't know, this this might be spoiler territory. So I deleted it, and all I will say is there is some progressive uh, style characters that you will be experiencing throughout the course of this movie, and if that's what you're into, then that's what you're into. If not, then you're not. As far as caring about the characters in general... Really, uh, the main character who Char- who Charlotte Vega plays, I think her name is Jen. I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, you really care about her. I I kind of cared about her dad, to be honest with you, because they, they do give him a little bit more screen time than I was expecting. Uh, as far as anybody else, it was just kind of like, eh, I don't really care. I mean, it's not like they, they, they did a bad job with the characters. Uh, there's some some terrible dialogue throughout the course of the movie, but it's serviceable. It's not, it's not, That it's just sometimes that that happens. I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't even give it a knock for the terrible dialogue. It, yeah, it's cheesy at moments, but overall it's, it's fine. It's nothing to brag about, and it's nothing that made me dislike the movie any, or make me roll my eyes out. But for the most part, the characters, I, I didn't hate them, but also didn't like them at the same time. It, in horror movies, they walk a very thin line between making you care for the characters and not caring at all. It's a very thin line because you normally horror movies, hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, 
not a whole lot of time to get multiple characters uh, that you care about. So they focus all their time on two characters, and hey, it worked for me. It worked for me. And then, as I mentioned earlier, the characters just act stupid at times. And even though I didn't necessarily care for all the characters, and despite how dumb they can be sometimes, I I at least understood some of their motivations. It's not like they did things that were just out of character. But there were the classic horror tropes in there. You know, characters do stupid stuff. And my thing is, like the weird stuff, like the freaky stuff is happening. When the freaky stuff is happening, why are some of these characters riding the morality train? You know, and they're still trying to be morally good. And like I said at the very beginning of this review, Charlotte Vega did a really good job of bringing this character from one end of the spectrum to another. So that actually kind of worked for me because she was riding that morality train. And it just, her character's developed very well over the course of the movie. So, but the other characters, eh, not really. And then the the tension was pretty good in this movie. Like, I was really invested in the overall story, what was going on. I wasn't checking my phone very often or the time to see how much longer I had left. It They built the tension very, very well with the story and then with the score. The score was actually, was actually pretty good. It the, the atmosphere and the score, along with the tension, really reminded me of Midsommar in that effect. The little atmosphere that the score built. It has a lot of string instruments. And, yeah, it was it was a pretty solid score, if I have to say so myself. And there are two things you come to a horror movie for. You come to it for scares, and you come to it for gruesome deaths. And I already mentioned this. Horror, not so much. It's more of the vibe, more of the atmosphere. So don't go into this expecting a scary movie. But as far as the deaths, deaths are pretty cool. I watched this with uh, not poor lighting, but not a very good connection on my phone. So I didn't get great quality as far as how it was looking. But the deaths were pretty solid. Not the not the best I've ever seen, but also not the worst. It was, it was pretty solid. They're, they're pretty decent. I enjoyed it. And the last couple things I want to talk about before we close out this review. I will say this movie is paced pretty well. Normally... When you watch a horror movie, it's a little slow, and then it jumps and it goes, it's basically downhill from there. And it's nonstop uh, horror and whatever it happens in the movie. And you never really have a chance to breathe and give depth to the characters that you're, that you're watching on screen, right? This movie kind of subverts those cliches, and it slows it down every once in a while to kind of catch up with the characters. And it doesn't always work, but they at least try, to, and, and it, it helps build those characters, gives it more depth, and makes you care about them a little bit more. But like I said, it, it doesn't, it's not always successful, but it does overall a pretty good job of trying to slow down and give everything room to breathe, and that, that really helps out the pacing, in my opinion. And the one last thing that I'll say about the plot. The, the plot went places that I was not expecting. Yeah, some of it is pretty cliche, but like I went into this movie knowing nothing. Nothing whatsoever about what was going to happen. All I knew was it was a wrong turn movie, and it involved a religious cult, basically. Or I thought it was a religious cult anyways. But it's not really a religious cult when you think about it in the movie. Uh, but anyways, uh, 
I I had this expectations of where it was going, and they really they really went places that I was not expecting. To be honest with you, in over the course of this movie, after I finished it, I was like, I was not expecting them to go to this particular portion of the plot versus this portion. And some of it's unexpected and it gets silly at times, but hey, it's it's a horror movie. You know, it's going to get silly at times. This movie ultimately has no right being as good as it is. I I don't know what it is. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I really did. I I liked it. I won't say that I loved it or that it's the best thing since sliced bread. I think this is a solid horror movie, and it's a, it's a, it's a good movie overall. And I would be interested in seeing uh, more from this particular style of movie. Like maybe they made this movie like a part two. And the one thing that I cannot talk about that I wish I could, the ending. The ending, I think, really saved this movie from being com- not trash, but it was okay when I was watching it. The ending is fantastic. It's I'm not going to sit here and say it's one of the best endings of all time, maybe not even the best horror movie ending of all time, but, and I, I, I have to walk this thin line of spoilers, and I, I'm sorry that I keep saying that, but I feel like this movie works best if you went into it blind, and not knowing anything about the ending, I feel like I would be doing a disservice to you if I gave you any clues about the ending. So if you watch this and you need to talk, please message me. Please comment on Facebook. Something. Let's talk about this ending because the ending was pretty damn good. And I have to admit, at first, I was like, oh, oh don't, I, I don't like this at all. And at the very, very end, Chef's kiss. It, it was perfect. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this ending. It may not be for everybody, uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And one last thing, overall, the movie looks fantastic. It was shot well. This does not look like a B-rated horror movie would look. This doesn't look like a movie that would be on the Sci-Fi Channel. This looks like a cinematic movie, and it's refreshing to see them take care of such a not a lesser-known property but a smaller smaller franchise such as Wrong Turn and make it look really good. But like I said at the beginning of this of this review, I kind of wish they would just made this into its own thing and not a Wrong Turn movie because ultimately I don't think this is a Wrong Turn movie. But yeah, overall I really enjoyed it and I actually recommend this to people. I think it's worth watching. It is 10 bucks on Voodoo right now. I think it's 10 bucks everywhere if I'm not mistaken. But definitely ten bucks on Voodoo, and I mean this movie just got released a couple weeks ago, and it's already ten bucks. I don't know if it released at at that price or or what. I think renting it is f- six bucks, if I'm not mistaken. You might as well just spend four extra dollars and just buy it. Don't rent it, just buy it. I think this movie is worth ten bucks right now, and I I'm payday is in a couple of days. I'm definitely going to buy this on payday. Because I think this is a good movie and it's worth rewatching again. And God, I, I I really enjoyed the ending. The ending was fantastic. It really subverted my expectations of what the ending was going to be. And it was it was it was pretty dang good, I have to say. So ultimately, I say go buy it. 
I give it three stars out of five. I think it's it's a good movie. Solid, good movie. It's not going to win any Oscars. It's not going to have any some breakout performances or anything like that, even though Charlotte Vega did do a pretty dang good job in this movie. But not one thing kind of stands out versus the other. It kind of just, it's all cohesive and kind of just works together to make a decent, good horror movie. And honestly, we haven't had a good horror movie in a while because of the V word. So I think this is a chance to go look at a movie that's that's pretty decent. So if you end up watching Wrong Turn, like I said, 10 bucks, I think it's worth it. Uh, drop a comment below on our Patreon or on our Facebook, wherever, and we'll start a conversation. And let me know what y'all think about Wrong Turn. Uh, coming up tomorrow on Thursday for Patreon supporters, you're going to get Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And then this weekend, I'm going to jump into Tom and Jerry, the new movie for HBO Max. I'm probably going to review that with my daughter for Movie Nights with Presley. And I'm also going to be doing a John Wick series as well. So I'll probably start that this week as well. And then Kung Fu in review, first review, Ip Man. And then also go check out Two Game Podcast. That is the number two. That is our gaming, nerd, anime podcast uh, that we do once a week. Uh, Go check that out. Uh, Let me know what you think about Wrong Turn. And I will catch you all next time on another review.